0: Hello, everyone. My name's Mike. You're joining us at Watch It Baptist Church Online. You're joining us for the last teaching of 2023. This is being recorded to be put out on the 31st of December. And so I'm going to take the opportunity to look through what we've looked at through the year before. Maybe to remind ourselves of some of it and reflect on it. There's plenty to get through. um, So let's crack on straight away uh, and before we do that, let's pray. Lord Jesus, you call us to remember, to remember who you are and what you've done, to remember the words of the Bible and what they tell us about you, to remember how we are growing so that we might reach maturity. Help us in this session to revisit and reinvest in some of the things that you have been showing us this year. Amen. So what I'm going to be doing this time is just taking you through a a list of the things that we've looked at during 2023. So it'll be a bit different. It won't be teaching in quite the same way. It won't exactly be a revision session either, because there's plenty to get through and not really enough time to do any of it justice. But it does give us the opportunity to go, oh, yes, There was a thing in that that I was going to carry forward with me. Or, yes, I thought I'd come back to that and I forgot. So actually, maybe I will do that Mm. soon. So we're going to have a look at some of those. There are 10 different teaching series that we've worked our way through during the course of the year. So let's start with what came first. At the start of the year, we took another opportunity to look at a whole chapter in Matthew. We've done a few of these over the last six and a half years since I arrived at at Watch It Baptist Church. And we took this in five parts, working our way through the different things that we thought Jesus had to say to us from Matthew 16. We went through it in five parts because very often, although we can get a nice big overview, it does us good to get in deep, to get under the skin of things and to have a deep look at them. I'm not going to be looking at repeating teaching points or what the questions were. What I am going to do is encourage you to go back to Matthew 16 to reread it and to ask yourself, is any of this familiar? Did any of it stay with me? I remember talking with a friend some time ago who um, who does sermons in churches too. And she was saying uh, about how very often people don't remember what's preached. And I think that's very true. I think sometimes I forget what I've preached even quite soon after I've done the preparation and delivered it. What she was saying is that it's important to remember so that we don't get disheartened uh, that teaching is a bit like uh, feeding, eating and having meals. So we don't remember every meal that we've eaten. In fact, go back to a few days ago or last week, you might struggle to remember what you had to eat on each given day. But that doesn't mean it wasn't nourishing. It doesn't mean it wasn't full of healthy stuff that was good for you. Or perhaps that it was celebratory. Or perhaps that it was dull, but provided the essentials. It's that kind of thing that we need to be able to say. You Go back to something and you think, oh, something's triggered a memory. I don't need to feel guilty about this. But perhaps what I do need to do is revisit it and invest in it again. So Matthew 16 was the first of our series. We then spent eight weeks looking at what I called growing. There was a picture of a tree and you could see its roots as much as you could see its branches. And this was a series that was done kind of in parallel with some material from the LICC, which talked to us about how we might seek to grow and particularly looked at discipleship in terms of understanding and recognising our emotions. It was quite deliberate in saying, how we feel about things can affect then what we do. And so how we feel about the people around us can have an impact on whether or not we share with them. But it's essential building blocks were recognise how you feel, recognise that that has an impact on how you behave. And so perhaps look to do something about that. Our third series was only a little two parts. So by that point, we'd reached Easter. So we had a Palm Sunday session and an easter session too what i would say about the growing session is that the, uh, the material that i provided was based on the licc material but that we looked at little short videos that licc had produced uh, at least that was the intention that we looked at them uh, and there were little sort of two three minute sometimes five minute bursts of content alongside to help us get as, as full a picture as possible uh, and those licc videos if you'd like to see them again uh, do ask, and we can make that possible. So then we had Easter, Palm Sunday and Easter Sunday. And then we jumped straight from that into an eight-part series about the signs in the book of John, in the Gospel of John. Now, they're called signs. Generally speaking, they're thought of as miracles. So the first of these is the wedding at Cana, where Jesus turns water into wine. Um, and it runs all the way through. And number seven was raising Lazarus. And number eight was the resurrection of Jesus. And in between, we have fascinating things like the paralysed man, uh, it was number three in John 5, who um, who is healed, but at no point seems actually interested in who Jesus is or what he has to offer. Uh, and immediately uh, that he has been healed goes and almost dobbs Jesus into the Pharisees. There's a whole load of that, uh, and it's a lot to do with how we understand who Jesus is, uh, how he demonstrates who he is, and also each uh each of those miracles those signs has a significance to his ministry and his person halfway through that we stopped because we were coming up to pentecost so we took uh four of those sessions so john 2 john 4 john 5 and john 6 the first john 6 session which is to do with feeding thousands of people and we paused then and looked at covenant commitment and partnership because we were in the run-up to pentecost where we renew our commitment to God and to each other and to the world as we uh, take God's good news to the world. Uh, so we pause have a look at that so that when we got to Pentecost and we made those promises, we had a, a, as good an understanding as possible of what it was we were promising. And then we went back and did Walking on Water, uh, The Man Born Blind, uh, Raising Lazarus, and The Resurrection. And after we've with John, you may remember that we then, Has some help from Ruth Levitt, who'd written uh, uh, a a long piece of work on creation and how we might understand it, and particularly how we might understand it and children. We also looked at creation and its um, sort of medicinal value that God has given us, uh, creation as a way to heal. We also looked at uh, the importance of rediscovering the voice of god in nature so for those of us who are perhaps particularly comfortable with reading scripture and studying scripture and doing exegesis and uh, and spending a lot of time in reading and listening to sort of perhaps rediscover some of what god has to offer to us just as we get into nature and spend time in it we also uh, did a session on recognizing our assumptions uh, about what God is like, and what nature is, and maybe challenging some of those. By this point, we were heading in towards the summer, and so what we looked at then was the story of Ruth, and that was entirely led by others, so I didn't do any of the teaching for that at all. Uh, Ruth Levitt and Jess James, Ollie Seven and Helen Rebold all gave us insight into that story, and they took a chapter each, uh, chapters one, two, three, and four, and told us with different perspectives about what what God is telling us through the story of Ruth, what the character of Ruth reveals to us, something of how the story works, something of what it reveals about the heart of God and his intention for his people. There was a particular emphasis in one of those on Naomi and what she went through as the story begins. Having done Ruth, we then took a look at wisdom, and we looked at that over five weeks. The first week, you might not remember, but you might, uh, was a kind of poetic thing about the search for wisdom and how it works uh, based on Proverbs 3. We revisited Proverbs 3 for a a more sort of typical teaching session and then looked at Proverbs 8 and at Proverbs 1, but we also had a look at some of the ways in which wisdom, and the search for it, requires us to have a really good understanding, not just of what the Bible says, but the context in which it is said. Some of the ways in which The Bible doesn't always give us one viewpoint. Sometimes it gives us more than one, and it asks us to be sensible with that. And we looked at that by considering Jonah and the story of Jonah as a way of describing God's desire to be merciful and to show grace to the people of Nineveh, to the the Assyrian people, Nineveh being a key city for them. And then how Nahum gives us a completely different perspective. So Nahum, again, representing God, saying, God has no time for these Ninevites and for the Assyrians in general. So we, we get that sort of the need to be able to hold those things together and make sense of how they can both be inspired by God at the same time. And that requires wisdom, as does the way we look, look at Ezra's guidance as priest, for the people of God, in saying well, all foreigners who might corrupt or pollute the, the ancestry of God's people, they should all be sent away. And that includes Moabites. And then have the story of Ruth, which we have looked at earlier in the year, shows us that Moabites have a place among the people of God and and that Ruth is integrated and, and um, sort of grafted in, I suppose, uh, as somebody who isn't uh, in Israelite and yet has a place and a role to play and is accepted and welcomed and becomes he. So those were our looking at with some sessions. Uh, we then spent nine sessions looking at one Peter. This was a series that I had preached previously. I went back to old notes, looked at them uh, to see if they were still useful. I looked at them to identify how they might need tweaking to be relevant for sort of here and now. Um, and then I took them from script form because I'd previously, when I preached, I was still writing everything down word for word and reading it took it from script form into notes form uh, and then shared that. So that started in September and was running all the way until we reached Advent. Uh, Various things we covered in that, but there was also a narrative preach in there. So number six was looking at that passage uh, by telling a story, kind of an updated story of how this guy Pete was sending emails to local churches. Uh, We also talked about being uh, so living stones and being a wise community, among other things. And then we got to Advent, which will feel much more recent and much more familiar. And we talked about Tamar, who you might remember was um, Judah's abandoned daughter-in-law. We talked about Rahab, the prostitute in Jericho, and Ruth, the Moabite. Here she is uh, again. It's a third time Ruth's had a part to play in our year. Uh, and then Bathsheba, who whose husband was murdered, whose first son, with david died young uh, whose grandfather ended up fighting against her husband uh, and her being in the middle of all of that and then just last week we looked at the story of mary and how she shows us uh, something of how god wants his people to live well that's it i hope the whistle stop tour hasn't been um, too light touch for you to find useful as i said that The purpose, from my point of view, is to put back in our minds some of the things that we might have thought about before. It would be sad if we get to the end of the year, and actually there's nothing in the previous 12 months that we have heard from Jesus that's actually been a part of how we go forward. I've said before, and I'm sure I'll say again, that from my point of view, the heart of discipleship is a movement towards Jesus, which means that we continually look at ways in which he might transform us, and we take responsibility for those. We look deliberately at areas in which we think God might want us to grow, and we focus on how we might do that growing. So if we get to the end of 12 months and we're not able to say, yes, I this is this is what I'm taking forward, and this is why um, it came to mind, and this is how God is speaking to me, if that's not happening for you, then I hope this session has been an opportunity to re- maybe revisit some of those things. As I said, it's well worth a reread of Matthew 16, um, going through all the... Eight signs in the book of John might take you a little while. Uh, I'm sure I mentioned before when we were doing that sequence that the eight is supposed to be significant because the eight day is the new start. So the first day is creation, but the eighth day is, is a new beginning after, after the end of the first season. You get the new season, and this is what the resurrection brings us. Um, the partnership stuff is well worth a revisit, particularly in the context of us planning to look at what it means to be Baptist. Um, do revisit the creation material that has, I think, refreshed our understanding of uh, of how we appreciate and hear God. Um, and then 1 Peter is a letter that you could read end to end in probably about 20-25 minutes. I know I recommended Doing that at the time maybe you never got quite as far as doing so i'd recommend that you have uh, give yourself a cup of tea and a biscuit and the chance to read that letter all the way through again and be inspired by it well that's it for me this time round. i do want to leave you with three questions because where would it be if i didn't um so i'm going to encourage you uh particularly in the context that you, you might find that you're not with your group in quite the same way at this time of year to consider these questions on your own. So question one is this. What was your favourite teaching series of the year? And that might be four different kinds of reasons. It might be that your favourite was because you enjoyed it, or it's your favourite because it challenged you more, or it's your favourite because the backdrop was nicer. But have a think about which one you think, actually, that, that's, that was the one that really stayed with me, or that's the one I really got the most out of. Have a little think about which of them it is. Question two, which was your least favorite? Now, Again, that might not be because you thought it was rubbish. It might have been. I'm not going to claim to always teach well. But um, there's a good chance that you felt it was rubbish because uh, it was really hard to hear. It challenged you in ways that made you uncomfortable. It might be because it was the backdrop was, was boring. I know for some people, the indoor teaching is a lot less enjoyable than the outdoor teaching. I agree with you. Um, but it might be for other reasons. It, it might be just because it was less joyful. But have a little think about that. What Which one do you think you got on least well with and why? And dwell on that why, not least because it may be that God has something that he's trying to get your attention with, that you're feeling sort of less engaged with it. Maybe because God is just trying to get your attention about something particular, and there's a barrier in the way of that. Question three is this, what would you like to hear teaching on in the future? I'm not asking because we're gonna have a vote and whatever comes top, we will do next, but it's good to know from the people who are uh, hearing these messages, where they would like to go what they would like to know about and why so that we can do the best job we can of encouraging and supporting one another as we grow to become more like jesus and as we grow in sharing his good news with the world that's it from me let's pray one last time for 2023 lord thank you for the year that you've given us and all the chances that we've had to learn from you Would you help us to avoid, if we can, a situation where we say we just want to learn more, if instead you want us to dig deeper with what we've already been taught? Would you help us not to seek more for the sake of it? But you make us receptive to what you need each of us individually to do, to grow, to hear about, so that we might know you better and love you more. Amen. Take care, God bless. I'll see you next year.